Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let him know, Greg. Oh, I can show a the horn on that. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Hope your week has been going well. And listen, I I hate to start on like a bittersweet moment here, but we in the black community have a phrase, phrase that it's called like giving somebody their flowers. And by that, it means you show respect and your love and your reverence for people before they leave. Now... Um, we all know as viewers of the Real Housewives of Atlanta that Greg had a cancer journey. Um, unfortunately, it has come back. And according to Nini, she just stated in the last day that Greg is not doing well. And in her words, he is transitioning to the other side. So I just felt it appropriate to give this man his flowers and show my respect to him because honestly, as a Real Housewives of Atlanta fan, I really loved, like, they showed their relationship warts and all. And the thing that I found most compelling about their relationship is the there was always an undercurrent of love and respect and friendship. Like, maybe things weren't always great, but they were always family and they tried to make it work and they communicated and they opened their doors to us and they allowed us to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I appreciate that, honestly. I really do. I always loved Greg. Greg um, is, like, representative of a very specific type of black man that I just find it, there's a familiarity there and a comfort there, even though I don't personally know him. So we love you, Greg. Thoughts and prayers go out to all the Leaks family and honk the horn on their ass, man. Uh, 
you know, we love you. We love you. Let's move on to something that, you know, I'm typically more apt to talk about, which is um, white mess drama. And the next couple of articles are, are going to be our um, Blondes Behind Bars series. It's just a roundup of all the women who have uh, made a couple little oopsies and are about to stand trial or have been sued majorly. Let's start off with Elizabeth Holmes, the um, founder and creator of Theranos, if you guys remember her. The lady who has, you know, could probably win the award for most in need of a VO5 deep treatment. So finally, after three years since uh, pleading not guilty on all charges to of um, wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud, <clears throat> a baby. Y'all know she had a baby. You guys know that she like had a baby to delay the trial. We know that, right? <laughs> like the baby lined up. The baby's due date lined up right with when she was supposed to go to trial. So, girl, we know exactly what you're doing. Anyway. The delays are over. Um, the trial is going to jury selection this week. It's going to be starting, um, I believe, September 8th. Uh, it's going to be in a federal court in the Northern District of California. Ooh, girl. Girl is effed. So if you guys want a little refresher into, like, what exactly happened, if you haven't read the documentary or what have you, or if you've just forgotten because it's, you know, 2018 to now has been about 17 years. So who could possibly blame you? Um, so basically, they're getting, um, they had these counts and charges against them because they were stemming from accusations that they willfully misled consumers and investors with a revolutionary blood testing technology, you know, that just a drop you put into that little machine and you can find out a litany, they can run a battery of tests on just a simple drop and everything will be fine. No, didn't work. Didn't work. A lot of people got false uh, results on their tests. People who desperately needed help, but thought that they didn't because they were testing negative for certain things. Cancer patients, people who died, who it could definitely you could trace it back to the results that they got and just not receiving treatment because they didn't think that they needed it so they defrauded investors they were providing consumers with false medical uh results and yeah not great not great they you know i saw a lot of people saying that she you know if she had screwed the little people, then they probably wouldn't be going after her like that. It's only because she had received investments. Her company at one point had a valuation of like $9 billion. Um, I don't really know that that is true. I, I don't, mm, I think she was going to be fucked regardless, but yeah, it starts off on September 8th. I'm excited. And, uh, if she is sentenced, she faces up to 20 years in prison and a fine of $3 million. So do we just want to put our predictions here as to what exactly is going to happen to sweet dear Lizzie, Lizzie Borden, if you will. Um, I suspect, you know, you have to factor in obviously, uh, whiteness and then 
access and wealth because she has married a guy who's I think quite a wealthy Republican trust fund kid. Um, I have to imagine, and you know, the factor of like, oh, she just had a baby. Oh, can we put a new mom behind bars? Um, she needs to go to jail for the hair alone because it was a choice. Like if you look back at pictures of her from like years and years ago, her hair was like perfectly fine. And for here's what I want to know. If somebody, I want the lawyers to ask her what went into your decision to make your hair look worse than it does naturally. Like, why did you want your hair to look fried, dyed and laid to the side? What, what was the, I just want to know, like, what was, what was the thinking behind that? I am very curious. That's that's question number one. You can move to the fraud after that, but like, you know, priorities. And I, you know, those are priorities for me. Why the voice? Why the hair? Why the turtlenecks? But let's start with the hair. Anyway, um, where am I going? So I feel like she is probably going to get, if she's facing 20 years, I would imagine, I'm going to think she's probably going to have to pay that $3 million for sure. I'm thinking she's going to get 16 months and gets off for good behavior around nine months. She maybe have to do like home confinement, some sort of, uh, um, where am I going? Uh, home confinement or whatever. I I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I I'm very, very curious, but I feel like she's going to get, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a slap on the wrist. Because truly nothing says, like, unwell slash I don't think I'm going to get in trouble is by, like, having a baby. Because who in their right mind (laughs) would have a baby immediately a month before you were supposed to stand trial for something that you could very well go to jail for? She does not think she's going to jail. Ugh. Speaking of people who do also not also do not think they're going to jail we have to talk about erica jane and tom girardi i rarely talk about this stuff because timing and because i really try to be conscious of what's going out there in the podcast sphere if you will i try to be conscious of the fact that I know a lot of people who listen to pop culture podcasts and Bravo podcasts specifically listen to several. So like, do you want to hear several people talk about the same topic? I know you don't. So oftentimes I don't talk about this stuff because I know that by the time we get to Monday, it's already been spoken about three times, but or more. However, this stuff came out on Friday. So we're talking about it today. Man, the hits keep on coming for the Girardis. So first it started off with a valuation of Girardi Keese, the law firm, Tom Girardi's law firm, where they went into discovery and figured out that Tom's law firm is over $101 million. That's $101 million. $101 that's so much fucking money in debt okay so things kept having like boom 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 with tom he was disbarred earlier this month he lost his license to practice um he filed chapter seven and yeah it's it's a whole whole mess so the documents are listed 
As Girardi Keys, the law firm having only $4 million in personal property as assets. I don't know if like all that auction money is going to uh, go back into the company coffers for all of you guys who bought his stuff from the law firm. All of that. Oh, Lord in heaven. The things that I saw coming across my Twitter feed and on my Facebook page of what y'all bought from that law firm hilarious absolutely just mm, delicious um but anyway so of that 100 million one dollars of debt the 25 million dollars that was given to erica ej global llc is being folded out in and included in that debt so also what's being reported is that the trustee for uh, the firm and for Tom is was saying that the documents, the bookkeeping was absolute trash, that this was really the best they could do. And in sort of like trying to make estimates of this valuation of debt, um, they're saying the shit was so wrecked, so poorly kept that this is like the best they can do. And it might, the $100 million that they estimated maybe different from the actual total. So that came out on what Wednesday. And I believe Thursday or Friday, it came out that Erica Jane has been sued for that $25 million. So the trustee um, that's handling the bankruptcy case is saying that Erica knew everything. She was signing things. She was charging things. She cannot claim any sort of ignorance. She knew, and they have several examples of how she knew. Ooh, girl. They're saying that she knew that she had been spending money, that the law firm, Tom Girardi's law firm, had been paying her expenses for the past 12 years, and they want her, they're like, bitch, better have my money, okay? So... In typical lawyer fashion, I think, I feel like maybe I need to dig deep and like, if I'm bored or just looking for something to do, I need to go and find these cases. Lawyers, all the ladies, if you hear me, help me out here. Are the cases like the, the, I don't know what you call them. I don't know what the technical term for it is, but like when they're discussing these things and in these, like, how do I say it? I'm so stupid. I'm stupid. Anyway, um, when they're doing these, like, statements, are they always this messy? Because when I was reading the statements that came down with, like, Jen Shaw's federal case, this, they were, like, doing a creative writing class. It was, they were so messy. They were so rude to her, so nasty and so rude. And... (laughs) I just like really loved it. Does this happen with every case or these people know that there are eyes on these like high profile cases. And so they decide to like so much rhyming, so much rhyming. There's so much shade being thrown and I appreciate it. So in the suit, they're saying that Erica was attempting to create a distinction between handing money uh, to her directly versus paying all her bills directly. And then they go on to say the distinction, like her prior motion for reconsideration is meritless. Any payments made for her benefit 
excuse me, any payments made for her benefit are her responsibility. So they're saying, we don't care if there was no actual money exchanging hands. We don't care if, you know, the, you know, secretary, Tom's secretary or, or executive assistant didn't hand you money or whatever, whether or not you saw that money exchange hands or it was just like, Oh, here's, I'm going to slide you my American express. Um, you can pay the $87,000 for this month. It doesn't matter if she knew if there had been direct conversations about that or not, like she owes these people money. So the trustee went on to argue that just because Erica claims she doesn't know about Tom's financial issues, quote, it would be a miscarriage of justice if she was allowed to simply walk completely free of owing over $25 million to the estate. I completely agree. Here's the thing. I mean, we all agree about this, right? Like if regardless of whether or not she knew it's not her money and not only is it not her money, it goes to people who really deserve it. And so whether or not she was in the know doesn't matter. These people deserve their money and you need to give it back to them, girl. They're saying that Erica signed all of her tax returns, numerous credit card slips. She was aware of the money that she spent on the credit cards, Tom's credit cards. Um, She was aware of the payment of her personal expenses. And they say, the trustee says that her feigned willful blindness and ostrich approach to these expenditures will do absolutely nothing to limit her liability. And then the trustee goes on to argue that... (laughs) See, this is what I mean. The glam cannot be supported by a sham. Good Lord. (laughs) I mean, you can talk a lot about Johnny Cochran's impact, but his just like basic rhyme scheme to support a cause will forever go down in the annals of legal history. I am sure of that, especially in California. Um, So, like I said, they said girl you need us to hand your 25 million dollars back plus interest now check that didn't get a percentage rate on that but i would love to know even one percent would make me cackle um so obviously erica jane's lawyer they're fighting back they're saying that they responded to the suit they told page six in a statement unfortunately the amended complaint is another example of the trustee and her counsel jumping to conclusions without a full investigation and bullying and blaming Erica for actions taken by Girardi Keese for which Erica does not have legal liability. And the lawyer added that the trustee is quote overreaching and will say and do anything to hurt Erica despite the law. Um, Erica will defend the case and we will seek sanctions and all appropriate remedies for the claims brought in bad faith and without any legal merit. So if you guys are on Twitter or just in the Bravo news universe, you know that this, so there's a trustee for the account. And then there's a lawyer who's handling the trustee. That guy's name is Ronald Richards. I think he's basically been giving all of the tea on Twitter. He's been breaking it down. He, um, I at first thought that he was just like a, a guy in law who was just a casual observer. I didn't realize that he was actually like actively involved in this case. And that seems tacky (laughs) and weird that he's like so invested so he and erica have been going back for months now beefing 
this is like the Tupac and Biggie of people who need to shut up. Um, <clears throat> Eric has been, and I think I said this on the Beverly Hills and New York recaps that Erica has been extremely strange in her, uh, social media presence how she's addressing this like last night she treat uh, she tweeted something about how like oh this is so boring and just like i don't i just want to know see with jen shaw when she was acting out and you know, like posting instagram stories of uh you know uh locked up by akon with pictures of her and head to toe versace you know you think to yourself why why would you why you know, with hashtag free Jen Shaw stickers all over. Why would you do this? But it very quickly becomes light. It's like, well, we've seen Jen. Is this really that surprising? Not really. Is it surprising that more than likely her lawyers are saying, girl, keep it together, shut the hell up. And then she's just not doing it. Like, yeah, we see that. It seems like Erica... Maybe I think we're just giving her too much credit. Maybe I'm giving her too much credit by thinking you're smarter than this. You're more composed than this. You should really just shut it up and like not say anything and not continuously paint yourself as the victim wherever you can. It's weird. It's weird. And I don't like it, but so yeah, I'm just very confused about like what it is that she's doing, why she's on TV. It seems like with every passing day and week that I can see something happening with Erica, something's going on with her legally, and I think, gosh, if she just wasn't on the show, this stuff probably wouldn't be coming up. If you, you can't tell me that, like, if people didn't see how she was acting on the show, and by that I mean not really acknowledging the victims ever until her back was to the wall. And Garcelle gave her that personal story about her sister um, being in a similar situation as uh, Tom and Erica's victims of trusting a lawyer to um, obtain a settlement for them. And then waiting and waiting and waiting while this lawyer tries to, you know, slither his way out of giving the money and keeping it for himself. The only time, She's ever really expressed any sort of uh, uh, care for the victims was then. And that was how many episodes into us finding out about this stuff happening with Tom, right? So where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> this is what happens when I, when I just write like very loose notes and then I'm talking and then I'm like, I don't even know what room I'm in, what my name is, when my birthday is. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, that you would, I I would imagine like if I were the legal counsel who was, um, looking to get these victims money back, that I would see her presence on TV and, and be even more pissed off and more motivated to get my money back and pin this lady to the wall. Like I would be pissed. I would be so pissed. And she's really... But also kind of grateful because she's handing them everything that they need, which is stupid. Ugh, anyway. Um, good luck to you, girl. I, not really. I, I hope these victims get their money back, and I hope you and Scooter Braun or whoever it is that you're banging and, and getting uh, financially taken care of by, you know, 
Uh, Y'all can all go to jail as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, next. I just realized that I did not do a girl of the week. Obviously, the girl of the week goes to one Kanye Omari West. Former musical genius, current, whatever the fuck this is. Um, over the weekend, since escaping from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, he has moved on to Wrigley Field? Soldier Field? I'm not sure. Um, the one in Chicago, <laughs> and you would think I would know that since I was born there, but alas, here we are. Um, decided to recreate his childhood home, put the baby um abuser apologist and noted homophobe um on stage with Marilyn Manson serial abuser up there looking like the Babadook outside of this fake house he set himself on fire he put Kim Kardashian in a semi wedding dress made her uh shuffle down the uh, a stage and then they left hand in hand now the album's out but either people are listening to it and love it or are not listening to it and they hate him um, there appears to be no cursing I heard one song not because I chose to but because it popped up and I was like well it's already playing let me finish it wasn't great not the Kanye that I recognize um and so I just think that he sucks I think that he is like and obviously intentionally being provocative I don't know what the thought process behind bringing two of the most notoriously unequivocally awful people in the music industry as a cosign with you on your music, why on earth you would want to attach yourself to those people um, is something that I cannot comprehend. Like, I mean, everything that he's done, Kanye, in the past two years has been very questionable and weird to me. But if you want to stand there and cry on stage and tell the world that you're estranged wife almost aborted your first daughter and talk about how awful that was why would you allow the two like most misogynistic men to be on stage with you it doesn't make any sense to me so like fuck him dude like i can't i can't be bothered but hey here's the good thing if you guys watch 90 day fiance or are interested in my recaps they're back y'all at least for this week <laughs> join with me i brought on the hilarious rachel fisher of the hollywood crime scene podcast and we talked about the premiere of 90 day fiance the other way season three so the rest of the episode will be a recap of that um i hope you guys enjoy it check out rachel and desi on the hollywood crime scene podcast thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking love you bye Seven months ago, I found out that Victor was cheating on me. The girl he was with actually messaged me and told me, hey, we're together now. We don't need any ex-girlfriends. You know, leave us alone, basically. (laughs) 
It wasn't like he just slept with her. Like they had an entire relationship. Hello, you guys. We are back. 90 Day Fiance is back on the Everyone's Business But Mine feed. Might be temporarily because I had a lot of feelings about this episode. But for now, 90 Day Fiance the other way, probably the best in the franchise, is back for season three. Join with me is host of Hollywood Crime Scenes, Rachel Fisher. Hello. Hi, Kara. It's good to be back. What a treat. You're like my sister in arms with 90 Day Fiance. I know. I feel the same way about you. I, I'm, you know, I have a lot of feelings also about this premiere of the uh-huh. episode, so I'm excited to get into it. I I'm, I'm so excited. Reasons I'm excited you're going to be talking about 90 Day Fiance again, but I understand. <laughs> I understand the burnout. Like I get it. <laughs> this I I liked the episode, but. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I do know what it is and I'll get into specifically why I'm not feeling it, but uh, how are you feeling? We're like back on the main feed. We're back on TLC. No more uh, Disney or whatever. Paramount. What what is it? Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus. Um, I did see a preview for The Single Life, which is a spinoff that you have really been encouraging me to watch. The Single Life is I, I, I couldn't believe how good it was. And it's on Discovery Plus only. It is a 90 Day Fiance show. So it's all the people, which there are a lot of people who are not together with their spouses anymore that they met on the show. And I was surprised at how good it was. The production was really good. I'm really sorry my cat's using the litter box. He always wants, yeah. to, use, he wants to use the litter box as soon as I start recording the podcast. That's is it Melon? It's Melon. He's, he's, you know what? He's the rudest of all the cats and he's the most needy. So I, yeah, I have no problem. I love him. I love when he just like screams in the middle of your podcast. Like I, this is not even shade. Like I genuinely like it. I love, I like the presence of Melon. He's he's adorable. He's a very needy cat. You know, he's a, an adult rescue cat. He was wandering around the streets of El Sereno before I adopted him just looking for food and companionship and he gets plenty of that here but he still has that um trauma so I understand Melon I get it he's very handsome he's a chaotic good in my in my book (laughs) he's absolutely (laughs) a chaotic good cat so okay so so the single life was fucking bonkers. And one of the cool things about it being exclusive to Discovery Plus, and this is not an ad for them, although I wish they were a sponsor because I would like, right. I would fucking advertise the shit out of them. Right. But, it, <laughs> but because it's on Discovery Plus, they allow swearing. So there's no bleeping. So nice. And, okay. Okay. Yeah, and also because it's on the app, there's no commercials. Mm, okay. So it really does cut down the runtime because ninety because TLC shows are famous for being like two hours long. Yes, and they, so it it's chops a lot. The, yeah, it chops the episode down to like an hour and twenty five minutes, which is great, and it just cuts out all the shit. So I really liked it. I thought it was crazy. I thought all the couples were crazy. We had um, if you didn't hate Big Ed already, you're going to hate him 10 times more. But I heard. Just, I heard yeah. he was a monster. He's a fucking monster. Um, Danielle, Danielle's storyline was insane. 
you said something about her. You tweeted something that she did that was so upsetting. I remember that you said it, but my mind, like, I could not keep that information. Was it something about her vagina? Yes, it was okay. that she, a big part. Of, there's a there's a subplot in her storyline where she's remembering a time. I think it was on a tell all when yes. what's his name? Oh God, Muhammad. Muhammad. When yeah. fucking Muhammad, when Muhammad <laughs> said she had a smelly pussy. And so she's like traumatized by that. And she's really insecure about her stinky pussy. And she brings, I think she brought it up on like a first, she brought it up on like a first date with somebody. <laughs> I can't, she, I can't. She goes on three different dates during the course of her storyline. And each oh one is just spectacularly awkward. There's one, one of the dates she goes on is like some tweaker that they found at a hotel bar. Oh my God. And he's like, he's actually the nicest one out of all the guys, but he's like very clearly they, they gave him 20 bucks so he could score after they filmed. Um, You know what? It was (laughs) like, it was so good, Kara. Like I highly recommend (laughs) it. If you want to have faith again in TLC programming, I mean, not that I ever lost faith in them, but some, but I, I have to say that like, I think of all the franchise of all the like 90 day universe, the other way and happily ever after are my least favorites. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm subconsciously saving the single life for a time where I know I can't leave my house again. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm prepared for it. Um, so why do you not like the other way? Well, I liked it the first season, I think, but I don't know. I, I think I'm more just like irritated that, that they brought back so many couples. Yeah. Like specifically Corey and Evelyn. Okay. Thank you. Cause I My- feel like they were the <laughs> most, they're one of the most boring couples of all time on 90 day fiance. Nothing even I just feel like even if something dramatic happened in their storyline, they're both so not good on TV to me. Yeah. Let's just start talking about them first because okay. like, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. If I had known, I feel like I watched the trailer because I remember seeing Jenny flip out, but I feel like if I had known that Corey and Evelyn were going to be on the show, I probably wouldn't have been talking about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, I hate them so much and I hate them equally and they're not fun. And like they're not fun. They're on not paper, fun to watch. On paper they should be, right? Like right. I should be finding gold out of this woman who has scammed this man into living in a town that he would never live in normally, sell all his belongings, buy her a bar, and then she still doesn't want to marry this dude. That's should be hilarious to me. That's like right up my alley and yet Nothing. They Nothing. also abandoned the the plot point that we got in the first their first ever episode on the first season they were on, where he carried his cat in a backpack everywhere and like walked it on the leash. <laughs> they totally abandoned. No, that was um, that was cheese stick. Oh my god, that was cheese stick. Okay, see. <laughs> Okay. You're the same guy though. It's <laughs> exactly that's the same. Okay, you're right. That was cheese stick. <laughs> I think that was Corey because it seems like something Corey would do I mean it makes I fully understand why you confuse the two okay but they're both very bland okay but cheese stick storyline was really bland too yes 
Okay. More boring, I would say. They than were Corey yes, and even more boring. Corey and Evelyn are just so boring. I okay, I guess we should just get into it. Um, I yeah, my first note literally is first of all, who said thought it was a good idea to put them back on TV? Who? Like they're not the couple that I think of as like a 90 day cut like a standout couple like that's still together they would just not be on my list right i would rather maybe even watch evelyn that like young bitch singer who was in that weird family band do you remember her and her boy her husband was like spanish oh was he in the boy band he was like older and no 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 not her oh um she was like really close with her family and she had like curly brown hair and she was like thin and pretty and i think she was from like new hampshire or something oh, but she was yeah and they were christian oh yes i remember i remember her that was like yeah. old school old school 90 old day 90 day yeah <sighs> i mean i just feel like anyone would have been better than them i just don't i'm gonna fast forward through all their scenes i feel like nothing's gonna happen and I think, I feel like you're right to do that. Honestly, you're really right to do that. So the, basically what happens is this episode is basically like half where we've come from, like half of our origin story from the old couples and half of like what's going on now. Um, so basically what happened was, is he proposed to her. She says right. yes. Then... She very quickly was like, uh, I think we should go on a break. And then they're in this like weird Ross and Rachel from Friends. We were on a break or we were broken up sort of thing. Corey flies to Peru for a month. He ends up hooking up with some chick named Jenny. He comes back thinking that like they were fully broken up. He and Evelyn, he was just going to get his shit and go back to America, and then quarantine happens. So he and Evelyn are now, like, stuck, (laughs) broken up in this pandemic. And on top of that, he's not really being that honest about what happened with Jenny. He starts off by saying it was just, like, a four-day rendezvous friendship thing, but then he says that that when, when Evelyn asks him, what happened? Did you guys have sex? Corey's response is that his dick didn't work. That's not a good answer. It's not a good That's answer. That's not a good answer to that question. <laughs> well, because, I wanted to fuck her, but my dick yeah. didn't work. What because an idiot. It's like, it's twofold. It's two punches in a row. It's like, oh, my dude tried to cheat on me, but also his dick game is trash. So now exactly. I'm stuck with the dude who's got a lame, <laughs> soft dick. <laughs> And he tried to leave me. Like, dog, that's that's harsh. It really is. It really is the double whammy right there. I mean, I would be humiliated if I were her. Even the family is like, your boyfriend's trash. Yeah. I, like, we're even like her younger siblings are dunking on him. They're like, I can't believe you're with this guy. He's fucking Incredible. embarrassing. He's Incredible. like trying to, she tries to crack jokes with them at the dinner table and they just like don't care. They're like, we get it. You know how to say shrimp in Spanish. They literally treated him like my mom's boyfriend coming over for dinner for the first time after he's like the first boyfriend to come back after your parents get divorced. Yes. He's like (laughs) trying to make jokes with you and you're like, fuck off, dude. Like, I know you're not going to stay here. Like, 
get out of here. He's so <laughs> lame. Why, why did Evelyn even accept this proposal? Like, why does she do this? She straight up says at one point, I don't want to get married. I don't feel the need for it. I don't want to do it. I, but I'm going to basically like I'm doing him a solid because I love him. Right. She does, but Yikes. she does not respect him at all. At all. Like, what really is it in, like, what's in it for her at this point? She got her bar. Like, let the dude go. Right. Let him go. I Let, go. let him go because I, we need, I want us to be let go of this storyline. I, I end it. Agreed. I fully agreed. But I am here for, like you said, Evelyn's sister, Leslie, who's like, I'm not feeling this at all. <laughs> um you're weird you're fake as fuck right (laughs) she said he was fake I forgot (laughs) why would you accept your proposal Evelyn like are you pregnant like what's the issue here because I know your ass doesn't want to get married like she called it all out in Espanol and I loved it Mm -hmm. she was not having it at all um Evelyn also mentioning that her parents, the only reason why her parents like Corey is because she hasn't told the truth about what he actually has done was funny to me. Um, And what else did she say? It was just like so crazy. I don't understand why you guys are continuing to get married. Oh, she says that the only reason she hadn't told her parents. So they're like back on, they've set the date for the wedding five months from now. Mm -hmm. And, she says she has not told her parents about the wedding date because in her family, you don't get divorced. If you set out an intention to get married with somebody, you have to do it. And she wanted the freedom to get out of it. So she just hadn't told her parents that they were getting married. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also he needs to have some more self-respect. Like, like Completely. I, I don't think the TLC check is big enough for this. No, like it can't possibly be like, I, how much do you think they're making? Honestly, like I, for, for them, I, a third season couple. Oh yeah. For them, for a third season. I honestly, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like production probably is giving them like 1500 an episode, maybe mm-hmm. 2000. Yeah. That's what I thought. Like maybe they're getting 50 G's at the end of the day. And that's like before taxes. Right. <laughs> oh, so, like. Mean- it's so, yeah, I, I think they're just, I think she more than anything is stringing this along for the paycheck. Yeah. I don't see any love <clears throat> in her eyes. Like when I don't they're together. See, like, no. I, like, I think she despises him. She treats him like her least favorite coworker all the time. Yeah. They're like, just, yeah. Barely tolerating each other. It's just not a good situation. And it's not fair that we have to watch this, you know? It's so, I'm sorry. I wish I had more to say on them. I just like my eyes glaze over. (laughs) No, I'm with you. I'm (laughs) totally with you. Let's move on to, um, I guess our other sort of OG, Binyam and Ariella. Let's just get them out of the way. Yeah. I fucking hate Ariella. I I hate her so much. I hate (laughs) her so much. I I cannot stand her. She's, She's someone who I feel like I, she's the kind of person who like you couldn't stand to be with her, like in the same room for more than an hour. Cause like her 
she's like such a whiner. Like even mm-hmm. when she's not w- technically whining about something, it's the tone of her voice. And, it, and her face, let's be honest, face. like her face isn't helping. Her face does not help the cause. I don't know what kind of pussy she has, but she somehow manages to score like hot dudes. Right. I just don't understand what they see in her because she seems like the most boring person. It doesn't make any sense to me how she kind of portrayed herself at first as this like wanderlust. I'm going to these different countries and I'm meeting dudes and I'm just letting them hit it raw without any condoms. Like she is not that girl and she's trying to be and it's making her worse. But you're right. She's like every girl that we knew that you like had to go to her sleepover one time and you're like, God, I'm never coming back here again. Yeah. It's the (laughs) vibes are not good. They're not good. I'm thinking of a specific moment where in like maybe fifth grade, I went to this girl's house and we had to watch Grease 2 and she cried. No. That was about 7.30 and it really just went downhill from there. She (laughs) cried during Grease 2? See, I don't know why she was crying. I think she just had that like Ariella energy of just like being a brat and a complainer. And like she and her mom got into a fight because she was clearly like had the worst vibes and yeah it was awful and yeah, they didn't the mom, the mom sucks too i forgot about yeah. the mom she sucks too she you know what I, look i know i'm a white person but i really was i said yes as soon as Vinny's sister <laughs> said i think this is white people shit she was right she was she, absolutely right she to do was this. absolutely she she nailed it there uh, I mean, it is outrageous that she's inviting her ex-husband to come stay with them. Rachel, this is an insane set of circumstances that she's acting so wild about. You guys, you guys. Ugh. Okay, first of all, did you see in the opening seconds where she was walking down the road and that guy was carrying a goat like a wheelbarrow? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he just had the two hind legs in his in his hands like yeah okay this is just what we're doing and, okay and, she, and she's like in her ethiopian woman yeah. cosplay uh-huh. outfit with you know with the cowrie shells and she's like she she acts like i don't know she's just like i'm so um you know integrated into this life but i'm gonna complain about it at every yeah. fucking turn completely uh, completely oh she's a nightmare so She's in Ethiopia full-time now. She's our, you know, princess from New Jersey, just their spoiled doctor's daughter. Um, she, w- they pretty much start bickering immediately because yeah. Binyam says the past year has been uh, terrible and really oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- think- I just assumed he was referring to COVID. But you would think. You would think that would have been the very easy answer, Binyam, to not say, oh, it's your mom. Your mom was the part that made it terrible. <laughs> COVID I was really right there. Thought, I COVID was, oh God, COVID was right there. And I really <laughs> thought that, I really was like, oh, of course. Yeah, that is the correct answer. I Pretty much everyone's answer that I know right. has been like, this has been a terrible year and a half. But no, he was like, oh, I realize there's a pandemic happening. I'm referring to having to spend time with you and your dead mother. <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, they're basically living on her parents' dime. 
they've definitely upgraded yeah well like a three-bedroom house they have a full-time nanny now they're like living very comfortably um binyam's not working because he's a you know actor dancer singer choreographer um pipe maker like whatever (laughs) ass bongo extraordinaire (laughs) um (laughs) all the clubs are closed he has nothing to do so except for like work out in the front yard so um basically ariella tells us that she has two friends one of them is the nanny and the other one is her ex-husband from 10 of 10 years who is going to come to Ethiopia to stay not only like in their home, in their bedroom, and she's proposing this as though it's so wild <clears throat> that Binyam would be jealous of the situation. Or like, that other people might not understand. Right. <laughs> she <laughs> does it's weird it's weird weird that she keeps like she has no perspective whatsoever that she really thinks that she is like somehow the victim in all of this like i can't believe that he's not understanding of this like yeah girl it's yeah like it's not even ex-boyfriend it's ex-husband it's your ex-husband who's gorgeous. Right. He's a doctor. You guys were together for 10 years. And you basically said the only reason why you broke up is because he was getting his doctorate and you wanted to travel, which presents its own sets of questions for me. Like, why would you be in a relationship with somebody for seven years and then give up? You could have been a doctor's wife, girl. Right. <laughs> Don't give up now. I mean... I feel like the only instance that this wouldn't be weird is if they broke up because he was gay. Right. I don't know. I just, it's weird. It's, and I don't think that that doesn't mean that you can't be friends with your exes or even your ex-husbands. I don't think that that's like outside the realm of possibilities, but it's weird that she doesn't acknowledge that it might make his family uncomfortable. Right. And she keeps making it like this. It's he's African and this is like a machismo thing. And it's like, it's no, not. it's a normal person thing. <laughs> like, first yeah. of all, you've said that you have been crying to your husband when y'all had problems, when you and Binion have problems, you would cry to him on the phone about all your issues. Um, I think it's weird that he wants to meet this child so badly. Um, I think it's weird that like, why is this okay? And and she keeps like not telling the whole truth, which is another set setting yourself up for failure because when he finds out what you're like, what's really going on, he's going to be pretty fucking pissed. Like, what are you doing, girl? Just break up with him. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, I, honestly, I'm so, this is like a classic 90-day example where I'm so furious that they brought a kid into this equation. Yeah. Because it's a similar feeling I have with like, you know, I mean, obviously very different circumstances, but like Tiffany and Ronald, it's like, why did you fucking bring a kid into this? Oh my God. Every day that bitch keeps me up and that bitch, I mean, both of them. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Why would she... But here's like the thing. Here's the thing is that she started off that relationship and he had like literally fresh out of rehab. Like she picked him up from rehab. Yeah. You're saying that you don't trust him. So then why did you let him nut inside of you immediately, girl? Why did you do that? Fucking idiot. Stupid. So stupid. stupid. And then, I mean, and I just finished, I just finished their season on Happily Ever After. And of course, like, they're not together anymore. They broke up after this. But it was, I mean, he was, Ronald was threatening to kidnap Daniel and their young daughter. Of course he was. Because he's a fucking maniac. And she's just, like, she's, I don't, look, I know she's, like, still really young. She's in her 20s. But she still acts like a 17-year-old in a lot of ways, emotionally. Yeah. I'm mad at her for, like, keeping the bait. Like, I just, it's a mess to me. The whole thing's a mess. And, like, I know TLC tries to normalize the idea that women just don't know that they're pregnant, but I don't trust the fact that Tiffany didn't know. Like, that to me, in her specific case, seems like dumb bitch behavior. (laughs) It is dumb bitch behavior. She's like, one day I sat on the toilet and Daniel came out. (laughs) That's her, that's her story. And I feel like this happens a lot on this show. It's like, no, we just need, you, we need to like have characters on their cast members on this show who acknowledge, yep, I got pregnant and I was, I fucking shouldn't, I didn't wear protection. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I would love that. I Radical love that. And, oh, Ari, so- and Ari is just another example of that where it's like, yeah. you did not think any of this through. You just like, this is so very selfish to bring a kid into this. Incredibly, incredibly selfish. You knew that you did not want to live in Ethiopia. Right. You knew you didn't even know or like this guy. I mean, I get that like people, you know, you have a choice and I get that, but also you have a choice girl and you made the wrong one and now you're involving a kid. It's right. weird. It's weird. But so she also tries to play the victim with Binyam's sisters and I just love it because they have zero patience for her. They're incredible. They're incredible. They have, they're like so over her. Um, she tells them that this guy, her ex-husband is going to be staying and they're like, excuse me, <laughs> like in this house. Are you serious? In this house. He's not even getting a hotel room not even getting a hotel room like they're so so lost um and then the sister wish is like okay is this the guy that you know when you went back to new jersey and you were four or five months pregnant you let this dude stay in your apartment for two weeks oops Mm. Binyam, did you know that Mm. 
And she, she has the nerve to get mad at her for being like, well, she didn't have a problem with it the first time I told her. Well, well, sorry. She has no sense of like other people's boundaries. Right. Like, she, first of all, a, yeah. your dumbass shouldn't have even told her that. Like, why would you expect his, your husband's sister to keep a secret from him? Who doesn't even really that? like you. She doesn't even like you. <laughs> Why? Like, this is dumb bitch behavior. Again, it's like, it's, she, they very clearly don't fuck with her. She's like, I thought we were becoming friends. And told me secrets too. And I was like, well, I, I don't know what to tell you, girl. Maybe you shouldn't have just been like, oh, this guy's going to be coming and staying with us. And it probably wouldn't have triggered the memory of you secretly letting him stay at your place for two weeks while you were pregnant with her brother's baby so maybe you should have thought about that girl right I, and it's I, also like why are you going to you can't have it both ways you can't say i didn't tell him because it wasn't a big deal but then get upset when it comes out like right. is it a big deal or not right because clearly a part of her knows exactly that there's something wrong with it exactly or that there's something that even if nothing happened and there's no feelings there, clearly she knows it's something that would upset Benny. Yes. Rightfully so. Yeah. And he is Being... a very, he, to Benny's credit, he is someone who doesn't, he's not an explosive person. He's not, no. like, you know, he's like the opposite of Angela where Angela <laughs> is like explosive at whatever, the stupidest shit. He's very yeah. like, He's very, has a very calm, like measured reaction to this. Like he's upset about it and I don't blame him for being upset about it, but he's like, right. I need to pause, <laughs> like think, like what, step outside for a minute and like assess this. Yeah. And for him to even say like, I don't feel comfortable with this, but like in Ethiopia, we welcome everybody into our home. Like. That's really classy of him because yeah. like, like you said, like if this were Angela, if Michael did even a 10th of this thing, we would have heard the sonic boom. Oh my God. Like before we, <laughs> like this world would have exploded and I would have just seen like the waves coming up on the yep. East river and been like, well, what did Michael do? Here's <laughs> what I know what happened, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and he has like, yeah, he has the opposite reaction to that where he's like, okay, this makes me very uncomfortable. And, and honestly, he has every right to be a little more reactive in this situation. Totally. You know, mm -hmm. obviously you never go full Angela, you never go full Angela, but mm -hmm. he has every right to be like, this upsets me and it pisses me off. Like I'm pissed totally. off right now about this yeah. or yeah. what you did was shady. Like, yeah, so, he's really, really like, yeah, he's definitely underreacting. Yeah. If so yeah, all I have in my notes is that like Benny is suspicious, but calm about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm not particularly excited about their storyline, I have to say, just because she's such a drag to watch. I agree. And I never really like the storylines of when they bring in a possible love triangle. Like, I can't think of a time where it's ever been compelling. It's, you're, that's such a good point. It, you know what? I can't think of a time either. It's, 
And you know what? And, and TLC keeps trying it over and over again. Like this is the time where a love triangle is going to be compelling. It just never is. Not even with uh, Colt and Vanessa. Yeah. Or it, Colt and Debbie. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, Debbie and um, Larissa. Uh, Debbie and Larissa. Who was the girl? Oh. Jess. Je- yes. Jess. Yeah. Jess. See, that, that sucked too. Yeah. But that was like the best we got. That was the best we got because she, I think, threw a shoe at him. Um, and it's always <laughs> fun to see someone throw a shoe at Colt. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Could not agree more. Um, let's move on to a new couple, Stephen and Alina. Okay. Uh, so the first, like, 30 seconds, I was looking at my phone. But yeah. as soon as I got my eyes on him, I'm like, Mormon, why was that? <laughs> why did I know that? <laughs> I have in my notes, Stephen looks like a Mormon. Like, it, he didn't lo- to tell me. He just looks like a Mormon. Like, him, he has yeah. the strongest Mormon vibes I've ever seen in my life. He really does. Like, it just emanates right off the screen. And I'm not sure what it is. Like, as soon as you look at him, you would just know. And listen, like, the white button down and tie wasn't helping. Right. But even still, and in his interview looks, he was wearing a red t-shirt and he looked just as Mormon. So... I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, he, uh, I got really sort of, as soon as they flashed to like Salt Lake City, Utah, all I could think about was season two of Housewives. Rachel, I can't wait. I, we, have, we have just like not even two weeks left and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I mean, that, <laughs> look, I've been on the edge of my seat waiting for that to premiere. And so like, all I kept thinking about was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see our other Mormon family. Right. Uh, <laughs> to be le- wrapped in the loving embrace of Mary Cosby's frail <laughs> arms. I cannot wait. I truly can't wait. <laughs> One of the greatest uh, housewives of all time. Like, iconic from the moment, even before, even before we saw her, we heard her story, and she yes. was an icon. Yes. And like, I know she's morally corrupt. Oh, yeah. That doesn't but, mean I don't want her on my television. See, that's good TV. Incredible television. That is someone who is good TV. Yes. Um. Yeah, so Stephen's a 25-year-old Mormon from Salt Lake City. I wrote down... All, there's just one note I have that just says he's a weirdo <laughs> but he is a weirdo he is a weirdo first of all I have to say my best friend has a um term that she coined for one of our teachers back in high school yeah it's called pudding throat and that's what Steven has it just oh. sounds like he's got a dollop of pudding stuck in his throat oh my Cough god he does have pudding throat <laughs> terrible it's awful he claims to be a jack of all trades when it comes to work, but then he tells us that he's doing door-to-door pest control sales. Yeah. So there's that. Um, he is seems to be a pest advocate. Seems in his tenure, he has said, like, I'm actually on the sides of the insects. I don't think that they should be killed. So I disagree. <laughs> hard, hard disagree. When and you also- live in a city... When you live in a city and you have to deal with cockroaches during the summertime, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if they have bugs in Utah. So, yeah. I, you know, they have maybe like fireflies. I don't know what they have there. <laughs> it's all ladybugs. Yeah. It's and- ladybugs and bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so clearly, I mean, he didn't need to tell us this, but he does live in the basement of his parents' house. Um, <laughs> what was what was his church set up? Is his fa- is his stepdad the pastor? I was like so confused when they show their backyard church service because I was like, oh, surely he's doing some kind of a Zoom outdoor right. church thing. But no, he was just reading the scripture or whatever the sermon off of an iPad to the family. <laughs> and it, right. was, it was literally just him and his mom. It was so strange. It was, yeah, it was like he was doing a live zoom church sermon and yet nobody was there when like why were you guys socially distanced from each other you all live together <laughs> that was so funny I, I i don't know much about mormonism i don't know i don't think i know any mormon people but i did think it was fucking hilarious when the uh the girlfriend said in russia we see it as a cult <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah the, their journey their story is so weird they met on a language exchange teaching website which is something that i've only ever heard exists in the 90 day universe like i don't know anybody who's done that before well it's like people in the 90 day universe meet in the strangest online ways like how john yeah. and rachel met on a karaoke app right it's like, like a what <laughs> How is it that, like, for as extremely online as we are, I've never heard of <laughs> any way these people have met each other? No, none of them. <laughs> or that weird chat service that David and, and Lana, Lana oh, God. were chatting yeah. on, where it looked like it was like AOL circa 1997. <laughs> like, I didn't even know they still had user interfaces that looked like that anymore. Seriously, I, like, created in DOS. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it. I couldn't believe like a language. How do you meet someone on that app? But apparently like Steven is like, seems like he's pretty well-traveled because he's done a fuck ton of missionary trips. Uh, Right. So, and he lived, he even lived in Russia for a while and can speak Russian. Yeah. And like, as soon as he mentioned that website, I thought, first of all, what is that? And secondly, it sounds like a place where you check up, pick up like foreign chicks. Like totally under the guise of like exchanging language and like teaching each other each other's native language like okay this alina chick is like not a stereotype but every girl on 90 day fiance that we've met from russia or the ukraine like yeah she's girly she's sexy she takes pictures that are very like vivacious it's she's so out of his league in every possible way (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. And he's not even a bad looking guy. It's that. No. He's just so, I just don't like what, like, I don't know. Is she a weirdo too? Are we going to meet her? And maybe she's a total fucking weirdo also, but like Gotta be. just the way he like, like, I don't even know. Like, we don't even know if Steven, I guess if he's like really into his faith, he doesn't drink alcohol. I guess not, but it's worth mentioning that like we're calling him weird but also even after we met his two brothers who had left the faith one of which was named jordan not yeah. jordan, <laughs> jordan. jordan. <laughs> even after all of that information his mom still said that he's weird right 
Right. Even the even his weird family is like, no, he's weird. He's the weird one. <laughs> um. So and was, yeah. Go ahead. No. Go and ahead. by the way, I was very alarmed when he did get up. He announced he had to fart. Oh my god! And he got up to fart. I was, I fucking spit out my drink. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. They're just zooming in on him standing and like waving the back behind yeah. him. <laughs> so I am ex- I am excited about this. I do have a little more hope for this couple just because I feel like they really cast a real weirdo here. Truly. And I kind of like the complications of their situation because yeah. they can't come, like she can't come to America. He can't go to Russia. So they have to meet in Turkey and they have to do a 90 day fiance thing there. So he can come to Russia on a spousal visa. Cause that's the only way he's allowed to enter in. That's going to um, be very interesting. I I'm excited yeah. to see them in Turkey and just to see Same. like the culture clash for both of them. For real. Like, I don't know what, like, is Russian accepted into like, do people speak Russian in Turkey? Like how are either of them going to get along in this country? Right. Yeah. Like I don't know how many Russians live in Turkey. I assume there's some Russian speaking in Turkey and there's (laughs) obviously going to be some like English speaking in Turkey too, but I don't, I feel like they're both going to have, like, I don't think either of them, like what, what's the dominant religion in, in Turkey? Is it Muslim? I have no idea. Possibly. It's probably a mix of like that and like, look, I'm sounding so stupid right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it later. Like, but I know, I don't, I don't think it's Mormon. I think, no, I, I, I would think, think not. I don't especially. think a big Mormon population in Turkey. So. Yeah. Uh, we forgot to mention that he said that they were talking And then when Alina found out that he was Mormon, she got scared and thought that he was going to harvest her organs. Oh my God. And, (laughs) and when the producer asked Steven, do they have, do Russians have good organs? The look that he gave was very like, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He told himself a couple times. Didn't help his case that he wasn't going to harvest her organs. And it, Tripoli didn't help when he started talking about how he decided to like win the family over by inviting she and her mom to come visit to like ward off the fear of getting kidnapped but then he says not like it would be any harder to kidnap two people at the same time and so like bro you know what (laughs) I kind of get Jeffrey Dahmer vibes from Steven kind of yeah (laughs) i kind of now that i think about it and you know what and maybe a lot of it is also his hairdo because jeffrey had those flowing blonde locks yeah like yeah look there's a Dahmer vibe you have to admit it big time big big time oh my gosh um the wild was there anything else about oh he reveals that he's got like a dark secret oh and that he he said something kind of weird of like if i tell her she's going to feel well first he says i'm the best example of mormonism that she knows but i have like fallen short of god's standards or the standards of the church and he's worried that if he tells her the truth 
then she's going to doubt everything that he's ever said. Okay. I bet it's something really fucking stupid. Like he had a girlfriend in high school. Right. <laughs> I drank a soda pop. Yeah. He drank a soda pop. <laughs> he had, he had an iced coffee from Starbucks. Like it's. He really loves the pumpkin cold cream. You're yeah. right. It's probably something innocuous, but it could also be completely off the rails and I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. We don't know what's going on in that basement that he lives in. We don't know. We have no idea. And my other thing is, if she was afraid of Mormons, then, like, why would she be afraid if you said that you had, like, fallen short of the Mormon standard? Like, wouldn't that be a plus for her? I feel like that would be a huge plus because then that <laughs> leaves the uh, opportunity for him to potentially fall out of the church and leave the church right. if he's deviated. And, and not harvest her organs. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't know what he's freaking out about. I think this guy is a major simp for God. Uh, he's, he's simping for sky daddy for he's sure simping for, he's simping for sky daddy so i i don't know it's gonna be interesting she's probably i wonder if we're gonna see like a storyline later in the season where like she's drunk and partying and he has like a real moral dilemma about it mm-hmm. for sure she's, or, she's like 20 20 Ugh, another reason why he's a creep um okay let's move on to ellie and victor wow 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 <laughs> wow well, we, we, we get drama from the beginning this is like how the show yeah. opens it's drama from, from the start from the first few seconds we start off with ellie she's skyping her man victor and he's talking about there's a tropical storm this is very topical there's a tropical storm coming and then up on the screen, they say that the storm turned into a category five hurricane and that since the storm happened, she has not gotten a hold of, been able to get a hold of Victor. Um, we see her trying to call. She's crying. It's a whole thing. And then it flashbacks to one week earlier. One week earlier, she's in her pizza shop. She tells us she's known as the pizza lady. She lives in <laughs> Seattle. I didn't get a name of this pizza restaurant, but I am going to do a little digging later because I w- would like to look at the menu of this place. I should have done a little Google. Why did I, I should, not think of that? I should have done, I'll do more digging later just because I, I do enjoy like, you know, if a restaurant is featured on a show or someone works at a restaurant on a show, like I want to know what they're serving. Now I am on a diet right now. So I was salivating watching those pizzas <laughs> go in the oven. <laughs> oh, it's called Central Pizza. Oh, okay. Central Pizza. Well, I'll look, I'll look at that later. Yeah. Central Pizza in Seattle. Um, She's a bit, she's like 45. She's got sort of a younger vibe to her. She's not quite the Kathy that we see coming on to find a guy in the Caribbean on the show. Usually she's a little bit more youthful. She's got a very sad backstory that she had gotten married in her twenties. She met this guy. He was like, the love of her life. He loved her so much. He would come into a room and tell everybody how much he adored her and how beautiful she was. And 11 months into their marriage, they went to Atlanta, his hometown, went to bed. She woke up, found him dead in the bed. I couldn't imagine. Horrific. Could you imagine? I mean, that I I would be traumatized for life from that. For life. That is like unbelievable. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so, so sad. 
she obviously has, you know, stuff going on there. Yeah, it turns out that it was an accidental overdose. Um, and yeah, she said it's been really hard for her to open herself up ever since then until two years ago. She and a friend went to Providencia, the island. It's, um, she says is, it's Caribbean. It's kind of like little Jamaica. Not like it has, she says it has a Rasta vibe. Which yeah, that- <laughs> I don't know what that means. But Her okay. words. So <laughs> Providencia is like a small island off the coast of Colombia, I guess. Yeah. But it's yeah. not, but, but it's not like Colombia at all. Right. It's very caribbean island vibe i feel like the google searches for providencia went up a thousand and fifty percent i was about to say twelve hundred percent less <laughs> yeah like it's net no one has ever my phone didn't even recognize it when i put it right. in like it so I, like yeah. population of six thousand it's, so it's very small it is tiny. very small um, she and her friend go there. She meets this guy. He pulls up on a motorcycle. He makes her a pina colada that changed her life. That because was a statement was, that she actually said. It was a very strong pina colada. I'm sure. <laughs> and, um, when it was time to leave, he begged her to stay. And so she extended her trip by two weeks and they had the time of their life. She went back to America. They kept in touch with each other. And they decided that they wanted to go all the way and get married. So he was supposed to come to America and his visa appointment interview was March 17th of 2020. So mm. didn't go well, didn't no. go well for him at all. <laughs> um, uh, and basically at that point, they decided that the only way they could be together is if she moves there so she's selling everything leaving everything behind she's giving her pizza place to a guy who looks like like a millennial rick moranis um i i i figured out who this guy looks like who he looks like the brother in napoleon Napoleon dynamite Dynamite. yep (laughs) (laughs) he looks like the guy who who goes out with lafonda he looks like I forget his name, but you know that guy. He I looks, think it was Kip. Kip. He looks like Kip. Yeah. Okay, she's leaving all of her earthly possessions to Todd. The she's leaving her restaurant that she's built from the ground up. Her fucking. This is in, an insane situation. I mean, this is a woman in crisis. It's so wild and it's giving a little bit of shades of stephanie like if i don't just go all in i'm never gonna find love again and this is never gonna happen like she's put all her cards on the chips on the table or whatever that term is and it's it's a not great and then she seems like she has very um uh several at least two people in her life who have their shit together and have their heads on straight and are screaming at her to not do this (laughs) Right. I mean, we all need a friend like Hiromi who Ugh. she, she, she plays the concerned best friend in this yeah. season of 90 day fiance. And she's like, look, this is crazy. She literally says to her, she's like, this is crazy. And this is crazy. And she, she comes to her house, like pissed. <laughs> she's yeah. like, 
I barely want this microphone on. I'm only here to like get her a last plea. Like I want you guys to leave and I want her to not hop on this plane. Like she's, Hiromi's not having it. No, she's and I not. And, and Hiromi's not the type of girl who does reality television. This is her last ditch effort to get her best friend to not totally. move to this teeny tiny island. And she's like, look, we've done our fucking eat, pray, love journey together. We've traveled around the world together. I know you went through a huge trauma, but like, this is not the way. This is not the way. And she's the one, cause we know that Ellie probably wouldn't have said it, that drops the bomb that this dude cheated on her, like heavy, like yeah. <laughs> thoroughly. Had a full on other relationship. Uh, like not just sleeping together, not just like a little rendezvous. This was like, Deep, deep. I transcribed this note that she got and I was fucking dying reading it over and over. Uh, so basically what happens is seven months uh, before Ellie gets this note from this chick and it says, <laughs> hey, um, maybe you, and this is a little bit of broken English. So my apologies. I tried to clean it up, but I'm also trying to be true because I'm an investigative journalist to <laughs> just try to maintain the sanctity of what was being said here. Um, so it says, Hey, maybe you worry why Victor don't chat you anymore. Easy. He is my boyfriend and he's living in my house in Providencia. You chat a lot before how you miss him and how you cannot wait to see him enough. I'm tired of it already. <laughs> we're, we're in love and I don't want anyone his ex-girlfriend to disturb us. Quarantine, all the time we stay at home. Sex, love, cook, and many more. Oh. Victor, he is a good boy, and he doesn't want to hurt your heart, so somebody had to inform you. Oh. It's life. It's life. <laughs> Damn, girl, like... That's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> that is fucking brutal. If I got that message, I would fucking... I would throw my computer into the sea and never look back. <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's like so humiliating. And she's like, side note, Victor's allegedly 38. I think he looks older than 38. Absolutely. He is okay. 49. Right? He's he's, that is a 49-year-old man. I, I know what, um, you know, like 40, like chest hair looks like and how it evolves over the decades. And that I was not. That was old, not older man. That was yeah. older man chest hair. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's like one thing to cheat and it's and to like get the message from the girl. It's quite another for her to be like, he's too nice to tell you. So like, <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. you know? Right. And, and enough. I just like the, <laughs> enough. Oh my God. It's I mean, like... this is humiliating. Also, we haven't even gotten to the part yet where Ellie is vacuum sealing spices oh. to bring to the Caribbean, Rachel. the Caribbean, Rachel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, out. no, I passed out at the idea of this woman, this white woman vacuum sealing <laughs> spices because she's worried that she's not going to find them in the Caribbean. Like in the man. fucking Caribbean. That is something I never thought I would They see. invented spices in the Caribbean. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm so angry. <laughs> like, here, let me uh, pack up my uh, Trader Joe's curry powder. I'm going to India. Like, I'm just worried that I'm not going to have enough. Yeah. Like, girl. 
you know what you bring from Seattle? You bring some fucking salmon. I don't know. You, you bring some coffee. Maybe you bring some I don't coffee. know. There is so many things you can bring that are Seattle specific. You oh know, my bring, God. she's like, I better bring <laughs> this jerk seasoning that I got at the artisanal farmer's market in Seattle because they might not have it. My, right. friend, my friend Pam makes jerk seasoning. <laughs> I better bring it. She sells it every weekend. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I cannot. I look. <laughs> that killed me. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so I, embarrassed. <laughs> this was not a good a good night for your people. Not no, a good it episode. It's not a good night for white people, for white women specifically. Oh my God. You know I, what? This, this show keeps me so humble, Kara. <laughs> this show. I I'm yeah because Angela was enough baby girl Lisa oh, that's oh. that's a that's a dark spot like you know what white we, we are fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't deserve baby girl Lisa though no, uh, no she's awful um, did you so, were you the one who said that she was missing toes no but I believe okay. it I don't know who what that? podcast I was listening <laughs> to but they mentioned that she is you know, we know that she said the N-word and that's why she got kicked off the show because she called her husband the N-word. Um, but yeah, that also I guess she's missing toes. <laughs> she is just a wretched person. Like I I, I think about that tell-all, that revelation. I mean, we already, uh, knew, it's like we already knew on a subconscious yeah. level, level that she probably uh, used the N-word and said a variety of other slurs against other people. Yeah, but to have it confirmed, it would just—it felt so disgusting just to witness. It's like get her off my TV right now. Like I don't even want to pretend anymore that this is where she is vile. vile. One of the most vile people to ever appear on the on the series, and that's saying something. That is a very <laughs> hard bar. High bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a high bar. She is. Yeah, she is truly like a gremlin from the inside out. Um. Yeah. So back to Ellie, like Hiromi is just like, you're doing a lot. You're giving up your whole life. He's basically just kind of like gave you this limp dick apology and you're like willing to blow everything up for it. And then she's like really lays it out and says, it's not like he just lied to her. He lied to both of these women. And if he can do that, then there's definitely other things that he can and will and has lied about. So Right. I agree. And you know, I don't, this is obviously like first episode impressions, but for right now, I think Ellie is probably seems like a good person. Yeah. Seems like she's, I mean, she's, is she naive? Fuck yes. Uh, Is she clearly still dealing with some residual trauma? Of course. Mm -hmm. I think this is a evidenced by this very rash decision. And this is a decision she's forcing. I feel like the pandemic you know, visa thing should have been the first like sign from God uh-huh. to not pursue this or go forward with it. If you want to have a guy in the Caribbean that you, when you travel to the Caribbean, you fuck him every once in a while, like go for it. Yeah. But live your best life. Live your best life. But th- to like pack up your whole pizza shop and move and your best friend is telling you who's, who has been in your life consistently for nine years. And they're telling you like, don't do this. Yeah. Especially when she was like, if you were going to do this and he hadn't lied to you, like I'd be down, but he yeah. did. So, right. like, 
Yeah. I don't even have a lot of like, you know, like rules for this. It's not even like I'm being that picky and he's still failing. Right. Cause it still would be like, Whoa, that's crazy. You're moving, you're re uprooting your whole life and moving to this teeny tiny Island. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. But the fact that we get this bombshell that he not only cheated on her, but was in an entirely other relationship behind her back. Mm. Girl, cut your losses and move on. Like there are other hot men that you can fuck. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, totally. is so Seattle to me, like, I'm not talking about like her as a person, just her whole vibe, like her apartment, yeah. like her style. <laughs> yeah. Like I've yeah. never been to Seattle, but this is what I imagine. Like she's, she's like a Meg Ryan character. Uh-huh. Like, very, <laughs> she, uh, you're right. You're right. Even down to the curly hair. Down it's, to the curly very, hair. It's like, very very, Seattle. you know, like old, like 80s, 90s Seattle, uh, just looking for love. I own a little pizza shop. Come on. Like, you know, she fucking loves Letters to Cleo, like, even still. She's oh, she still listens to her Letters album. to Cleo. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. loves that. She's, that. That is a deep cut, Kara. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt it, and I felt it. Um, speaking of deep cuts, let's end with Jenny and Sumit. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Round the marathon again, like, merry-go-round again. I, I, these, what are we doing? Rachel, what are we doing? <laughs> it's the same storyline. I mean, this is, again, not to bring up Angela again, but much like Angela and Michael, every time they're on our screen, it's the same unresolved storyline that is just yeah. like beating a dead horse. Obviously, their storyline is about her egg and, you know, I can tote it. I just need your egg. But this storyline <laughs> is about how they're still not married yet. They're still not fucking married yet. He's and still playing the fuck out of her and there's nothing standing in their way. There's just nothing, married. They're just fucking get married. I mean, he's like, oh, my parents, my parents. And also Jenny's a fucking idiot too because it's like, how many ways totally. do you need to hear that this is not going to happen? You've been together for 13 years. This is a man who catfished you and that still wasn't enough of a red flag to break up with him. Right. Okay, so he's not a total uggo, so you get get together with him. All right. You're together with him for 13 years. You move your entire life from Palm Springs to India and he's you live together, but he still won't marry you. And now you've burnt your bridges with your children right. who are like if you come back to America, we don't have a no room at the end for you, Jenny. Like yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> we're not dealing with this anymore no they cut her off and like i get it they're probably like tired of her shit yeah she's i don't know what she thinks she's doing i mean and just the amount of drama that's happened while she's been i don't even know why she likes living there it doesn't like i don't see any evidence we don't see any evidence of her like i really love living in india i love the culture here this is what i do here what are her hobbies what does she do there all day Nothing. She sits in the bed. She fans herself. They don't have air conditioning. <laughs> and just waits for Sumit to come home. Like, she doesn't have a wife there. Right. And that's what's so baffling about it is, like, I don't see any other reason. I mean, I just think they fuck all the time. Like, they fuck nonstop. And she's so, like, this is the most dickmatized woman 
I've ever seen in my life. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com The thing is, I don't even think they're fucking that much. It doesn't make any sense. It, it does not I'm make keeping any sense. keeping her there. Why is she there? Other than the fact that she's like has no literally nowhere else to go, like I mean, yeah. and I think God, she, she you know what? I think she likes the outfits in India, like because she immediately started dressing in entirely paisley prints, and like, <laughs> she just she, she couldn't wait. She could she not. Like, she loves the col- the color palettes. Like oh, she immediately yeah. assimilated with the outfits. I I don't. What? I just I can't. I can't think of anything like she doesn't even talk about oh I love Indian food like what, no there like what is she it's just Samit and he's like sucks oh, she like goes to get her chai tea in the morning and then that you just figure out the rest of the day she is not a favorite afraid of a pop of color that's a fair point yeah, I'm not that, afraid of a pop of color that's all. a positive for Jenny and that's yeah. the only thing that I'm gonna give her yeah um <laughs> okay, I you- forgot Oh, sorry. Go. Uh, no, I forgot that their story is so like long and windy that he catfished her. Like it started with a catfish. Right. And yet the rest of their relationship is so weird that you forget all about it. I know. And I even forgot that his in-laws stole his passport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a man who is cucked by his parents. Big, and big by time. His, right. That was another bombshell from one of their seasons, their whatever, their second season maybe is that he was still married. Unbelievable. She got run up by the whole family. Um, Hello, we're his, uh, this is our son-in-law, excuse me. Do you remember that, that huge, that was dramatic. I think that was the second season where they had like so much white text against the black screen, which is my favorite, that's my favorite. Jenny by herself in the empty apartment because they just fucking took Sumit. Yeah, they kidnapped him. (laughs) They fucking kidnapped him. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what's going to happen to Sumit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just (laughs) everything. I love the 90 day or the reality gaze boys, their their chicken impression (laughs) of Jenny where she's just. She is a true chicken little. Um, so here's where we are today. Um, no more marriage, no more spousal support. 
The only thing standing in the way of Jenny and Sumit's marriage is really Sumit. He's blaming his parents, but really it's Sumit that doesn't want to do this. So we start off with them pulling, he has managed to pull another trick out of his bag. And I was like, oh gosh, how can I delay this again? Um, I guess we'll go to the family astrologer and hopefully if he can tell that I wink at him, he'll tell us that we can't get married. Like if I wink hard enough, she won't see. And he'll say everything that I want to hear, which is pretty much what happened. Um, this astrologer did say that he predicted that he's known Sumit for 20 years and that he was the one who predicted that Sumit's marriage was going to be trash and dramatic and he would end up with an older woman. Right. He seemed I, very confident about that. Did we ever catch Samit's sign and her, was she born in November? Is she? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like this was a misstep on TLC's part. I wanted to see like, a, you know, their signs. Like I wanted to know what their signs were. Right. Did she say what? When her birthday, oh, she was born in November. She was born in November. I think it was, sounded like late November. So she might be a Sagittarius. Yeah. I Ah. could be wrong though. I know they were like 1957. uh, And you know, Samit's only 33. Yeah. Like I I forget. I'm like, oh, he's so young. He's really young. He's really young. Yeah. The astrologer guy was like, you don't wait. You guys need to wait. Yeah. He basically says you can't change fate. Um, you can't change your parents. So bye. <laughs> like, yeah. That was basically it. He got very general, but basically it was just like, no, don't even bother getting married. Like if it's going to happen, it's not going to happen now. I mean, who knows? Maybe Samit is really like done with Jenny, but he's obviously too much of a pussy to have any agency in his life. So he's, he can't just break up with her. He has to bring the astrologer into it. That's how I feel. It's like, um, that's what's happening. It's like, uh, what's her face, uh, from Florida and the dude from the one who like called her fat. Oh, yeah. It's like that. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with her, but he doesn't want to break up with her either. Yeah, like, but how many more ways do you need to see it? It's like, Jenny has zero self-esteem. She thinks, she keeps bringing up, like, I have nothing to go back to. It's like, yes, you do. Like, I know you got rid, like, you're an idiot. You sold your car and your house, but, like, you could restart your life in America. Like, it's not like yeah. she has anything in India. Like, if push came to shove, she could get her a little job at Starbucks, just like Nicole did, you know? Yeah. Come on. She could do something. She could do something. She, I I just don't, what an idiot. Clearly they're they're not going to get married. And she has a fucking meltdown when they're (laughs) trying to figure out they're back at their place and they're trying to figure out what country they can go to because her visa extension might not have been approved because she's like, (laughs) I don't understand. I don't get her visa. It's like a 10-year visa, but she's like... Yeah. So she has like a 10-year tourist visa, which means that she can come to India for six months stretches at a time, but she has to go to America after that six months. But if she just wanted to be in America for like a day and turn back around, she could do that. But she has to leave and go back to America 
at some point. Right. Um, but she's so, worried she might not be able to get back into India because it's the pandemic. Ex- right. So she's been able to stay there without having to come back because of COVID. And she's just been getting these extensions and been living off of that. And so she gets this email that usually says, you're approved until this date and you have to reapply. But now it just says closed. So my question is, why didn't you guys just Google what that meant? Why did Sumi immediately be like, I'll have to call my travel agent and see what other country we can go to? Like, seems like an extreme reaction. Like, why don't you just ask what that means? <laughs> yeah, it's re- it was such an extreme. He's like, we're going to have to flee to, to Nepal. Right now. <laughs> right now. It's like, there are like refugees. Like, we need to right. flee in the middle of the night to Nepal. And, and, and he's like tr- asking his travel agent, what country can I go to without a passport? Because, oh yeah, that's the other thing. My in-laws stole my passport. Why do they have your passport? Get your fucking passport back. Get your fucking passport back. And again, this is like, how did you just have the travel agent's number on deck like that? Like, is yeah. this another friend that you're calling to be like, oh, oh no, you can't go anywhere. The borders are closed. And also, obviously, dumbass, you can't go to a whole bunch of different countries without your passport, right. sir. He's like, um, can I go to China? <laughs> like, bro, what do you mean? Um, why? What was my question? Oh, um, why? Just generally why? But also, like why did they just think that like oh we'll just go to nepal for three months like that's fine i (laughs) these people are just like sails with no wind or wind with no i don't know what's happening it's i'm all turned around i just don't look i this sounds like a lot of effort and a lot of energy like i was exhausted just thinking about it like oh we're just gonna bum around nepal do you guys have any money what are you, you going exactly. to are you going to work there or what what about in Nepal they're like hey you guys have been here for 3 months like what do you guys do you have a tourist visa like what are you guys doing here did you see the face that she made when he said my friend i mean my girlfriend <laughs> has to leave the country yes, yes. <laughs> that was in fucking incredible when she, her 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 chicken squawk face went all oh. <laughs> <laughs> i Friend, friend, you guys for over a day. <laughs> friend, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have murdered him. Like, you're not about to call me your friend, dude. Um, but that is what she is. I mean, he wasn't lying. Um, he also, he also said to her, he he called her. I have an American girl. She's an American girl. I'm like oh that is God. a grown ass fucking woman. She right. <laughs> like, that is someone's grandma. 23. Oh my God. He's wild. He does not like her. He does not want her. He does not want her there. He just wants her to take the hint and she will never take the hint. She won't. Even after she has her final meltdown where she says, fuck you. And she literally squawks at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was a, the fucking feathers were flying. Truly the chairs and the feathers. She threw a chair. We have never seen Jenny get that violent before this was a new side so of Jenny. we we've seen funny. her get upset many times but we've never seen her fucking have a meltdown like this because he like really played her like it wasn't just all this time 
yeah. that's been happening. It's also like this immediate conversation where she's like, <laughs> okay, well, if you don't get married, like the simpler solution to us fleeing to Nepal for months would be you just marry me. Right. So like, and he's like, well, my parents, and she's like, okay, well then I'm going to go home. And he's like, why? She's like, why would I come back for a fourth time with no promise of getting married? And he's like, why not? What do you mean? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. She like, she needs to listen to herself when she talks because she's all yeah. the answers are coming out of her own mouth but she's not listening to it. Cause she's, this is like, just going to repeat on this cycle where she's going to have another meltdown where she's disappointed in Samit because yep. he won't stand up to his parents. Yep. I don't even think at this point, even if they, it's like, I think his relationship with his parents is over regardless. Right. He just needs to shit or get off the pot and he will never do it because <clears throat> he's so afraid of his family and I think he's still afraid of his, like, uh, they're divorced. He's afraid of his ex-in-laws, too. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. Like, what? how many more bridges can you burn with your family? Like, what's been said and done has been said and done. Like, so just do it. Like, just marry her instead of having this thing hang over everybody's heads for the rest of their lives. Like, And also, why doesn't he just come to America at this point? That's what I'm wondering. Like, if, like, why don't they just go to America? I don't it know. It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> it doesn't make any, any sense. Yeah. Um, uh, what a wild, wild, wild. Yeah, she's screaming like, oh, oh it's me. Are you going to marry me or not? Like, that's it. Ah! <laughs> she is wild. She's so wild. Um, what a, like an explosive ending to this premiere. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't, but I will watch next week. Um, yeah, not not terribly excited. I think I'm mostly, the couples I'm most excited about is Ellie and Victor and the Mormon guy. I agree. Just because they're be new. Up. Yeah. Because I, I feel I'm, like I'm it's really going to be the same storylines that we've seen with all the returning couples. I agree. I totally agree. This is like, oh Lord, what a, what a, what a hot, hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I definitely recommend the single life. If people like, it's definitely look, getting the discovery plus app was fucking worth it. I have to say also because I just, I'm such a TLC watcher. So it was worth it for that. Are you watching welcome to Plathville? I have never seen it, and I was wondering, should I start that series? Yes. Okay. It's so dark. Okay, good. And so, it gets dark really quickly. So it's only, th- it's, there's only been, like, three seasons, right? Yes. And okay, the first good. two were, like, really short, like, less than ten episodes, I want to say, each. Oh, so, nice. Um, yeah, it's really good. Everybody is entirely too blonde, but... <laughs> you get the satisfaction out of the class that we don't get out of the Duggars, which is that like a few of them like actually defect from the family and we oh. get to see the fallout from that. So that's oh. fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. I have a new show to start then. It's, it's quite good. And you yeah. get to see somebody drink soda for the first time. A grown oh. ass man drink soda oh. for the first time. Oh my <laughs> God. A grown ass man. Wow. A, well, you know, a grown, grown for the situation. You'll have, you'll right. see it. You'll know it when you see it. Um, Rachel, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Thank you. As always, I love your show. I love coming Uh, on the show. We'll do it again 
soon, I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to be chatting soon. Should we yeah. talk about this? Are we allowed to talk about this? So, um... Oh, yeah, we can talk about this. Um, okay, yeah. In a few weeks, I don't know when that, it's like not this Tuesday, but the might be the Tuesday after. We're going to, yeah. we'll promote it more and we'll yeah. talk about it more on both of our shows. But Kara is going to be joining Desi and I on our Spotify live show that we do every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we recap the latest true crime documentaries. And there is an upcoming true crime documentary coming out about one of our favorite topics, which is Louis Rowe, the yes. MLM. So <laughs> there is, look, I, I know everything there is to know about Lula Rowe. It is like one of the most riveting scams ever. <laughs> Like I know yeah. way too much about this, this company. Uh, so I'm so excited to see this new documentary. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We'll yes. give you guys more information about that. We'll talk about it on Hollywood crime scene. Uh, you just have to download. It's a free app called green room. It's connected to Spotify and it's like a live chat and a live show. It's really yeah. fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, um, me too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So also you host the Hollywood crime scene podcast. Do you want to talk yes. about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I host Hollywood crime scene with my friend Desi and we talk true crime that has to do with celebrities or crimes that happened in Los Angeles or crimes that movies were based on. So it's all Hollywood related. I'm it's I'm such a fan. I really, really love it. So thank you. One of my favorite podcasts. Thank You're you. <laughs> well, I'm a fan um, of yours too. <laughs> thank you. We're all just jerking each other off. Jerking all day each other off at the end of the show. I love it. <laughs> all right, Rachel. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>